about three or four years ago, sometime in the summer, I was driving home after visiting a friend for some gossip talk. It was around three in the morning, and the drive would be about 15 minutes, and I've made this trip countless times. I left my friend's house, and I was making a bit of a walk to my car. I noticed a figure standing across the large six-lane road between us. It definitely caught my attention, but I refused to make eye contact and just got in my car and left. I made my U-turn, and I would pass right by the figure. It only took a few short seconds for me to make this turn as well, and I was curious. Within that time, the figure was gone. I grew up with childhood schizophrenia, so this occurrence didn't frighten or bother me, and I wrote it off in my mind as a simple trick of the mind. As I drove, I only had a straight shot until I got home for an easy while. I turned some music on and I stayed in the left lane. I paused for a stoplight, and my eyes wandered, and I noticed that same figure. He was standing on the sidewalk, just staring at me. Or so it felt like he was staring at me. I couldn't decipher a face no matter how long I stared. I began doing reality checks and the other mental health exercises, but they didn't falter the figure's countenance, as they normally would. It wasn't until the light turned green and I drove on, checking in my rearview mirror, that he had vanished again. I became much more aware at this point, keeping my eyes scanning the road and the sidewalk as I focused on getting to my destination. I saw him again, but this time, he was standing in the bicycle lane, by the sidewalk. I bypassed him. I was wildly curious about why I was seeing this, already making a mental note to talk to my therapist about this occurrence once getting home, just marking it off as a lapse in my mental health. There he was. He was closer. He stood in the left portion of the right-hand lane in the middle of the street. He never moved, never breathed, nothing. It just appeared that he remained staring in my direction, as if expecting me. So I passed him. I was almost halfway home, making a mental note and being glad in my mind about it before a very enormously strange and uncomfortable feeling filled my stomach. It was a feeling of both disgust and of fear. I quickly scanned everywhere around me for him, and then I saw him. He was suddenly right there, right in front of my car, and I was approaching him rapidly. I slammed on my brakes and I gripped my steering wheel tightly. My car halted with a heavy lurch, my seatbelt locking tight and my head flinging forward. I was certain anyone who saw me would think I was insane. But what happened? It was nowhere near what I expected. Within seconds of stepping down on my brakes, a car with all of its lights off rolled out backwards directly in front of me from the mouth of one of the reservoirs that was off to the side of the road. Two real men ran after the car and grabbed it, forcing it to stop its roll right in front of me. One was a, a gangly but taller man with a sunken-in face and harsh, beady eyes. 
The other was a bit thicker, with a torn shirt and a beanie on. My headlights illuminated the interior of the front seats, and the two men stared holes into me as they realized the situation. My breath was caught in my throat when I noticed another male slumped over the steering wheel of the car, unmoving. His face was pointing downwards. He had very short hair, and his seatbelt was near dangling him against the wheel. They saw that I had noticed him, and I did my best to tear my stare away from him. The two men pushed the car out from in front of me, and the second I had clearance, I sped off like a bat out of hell. As I was driving away, I constantly checked my rearview mirror for when they would stop pushing the car. They didn't. They pushed that car straight into the reservoir. I heard a nasty scraping sound and just did not look back. I immediately pulled off the main road and got myself home using the neighborhood streets. I wasn't sure if those men would come after me or not, and I hoped to God that they wouldn't. I got myself home, finally. I exited my car, and I had the police on the phone to report what I saw. There, the dark figure stood, across the street from me again and staring darts into my soul. I ignored him, and I hurried inside. The moment I got in, I locked every door and tightly shut every window. About an hour after calling the police, I heard nearly six different police sirens start up and fade into the distance. I don't know what I saw, but what I do know is that if that dark, shadowy figure would never have stopped in front of my car, I would have slammed into that darkened car and those two men in the exact second. I told my therapist what I had experienced, and she said she didn't know exactly what to make of it. I'd never seen a figure like that before. Looking at him was like looking at like a floater in your eye. I just couldn't see him. I still think about this experience every time I pass that reservoir. I always have an urge to call the police to follow up, but I never feel as if they would tell me any details. It haunts me. Especially the slumped-over man. During an out-of-body experience, I visited a large, 200-plus entity gathering of sorts, which I would describe as a pseudo-underworld. This was probably about 15 years ago, and I wasn't even trying to initiate an out-of-body experience. I was pulled out of my body and appeared in front of a large building, which I somehow knew it was a dance club of some type. There were spirits everywhere, way more than I've seen in a single place or have seen since. Some were outside waiting in line, others were hanging out and milling about. Anytime I'm pulled out forcefully and placed somewhere, I know that some spirit guide somewhere has a mission for me. Although in this case... I wasn't given any type of briefing about what I was supposed to do, so I said screw it and went inside this building. The place was packed. Spirits, entities everywhere. Hundreds, all in close quarters. I remember vividly that this projection was the first time that I actually touched, or got touched by, 
someone else astrally. Bumping into people, I could really feel something tangible brushing up against me. Up until this out-of-body experience, I still had a few doubts based on conversations I had with family and friends that what I was experiencing was astral travel. Nobody seemed to believe anything that I told them, and those that did listen to me passed it off as either hallucinations or deep dreaming. I always thought, maybe they're right, maybe I'm a bit crazy. But this experience changed that. In hindsight, I believe that is why I was taken to this place, to reaffirm my own belief in my ability to experience out-of-body experiences. Back to the dance club itself, I walked around, taking in the sights, watching entities converse, and just marveling at everything. Suddenly, I see a shy-looking girl curiously eyeing me from a few feet away. I mentally give her the okay to come over, and she did. You're not from here, she said. I don't think any words were audibly spoken, but kind of just entered telepathically. I told her that I wasn't from here, wherever we happened to be. She asked me if I wanted to dance, to which I said to myself, screw it, this will be a story to tell one day. I took her hand to dance. Again, the physical touch sensation was remarkable. We only danced for a moment, and then began conversing again. I remember telling her my name and that I was from Pittsburgh, although she was not as forthcoming with information. After just a few sentences of communication, the scene began to change. Spirits and entities began leaving, some through the door, others just disappearing. The girl I was with seemed uneasy, and I sensed her change in mood immediately. When I asked her if she was okay, she stood silently for a few seconds, and then stated bluntly, I'm dying. I was taken aback, and she must have felt my sense of shock because she began apologizing to me, and telling me that she should have told me sooner. I told her that it was perfectly okay, and I let her know that my experience hanging out with her was amazing, albeit brief. The last thing I remember was feeling her mood and aura turn from dark and gloomy to overjoyed instantly. Before I knew it, I was being dragged away from her and out of the building by an unseen force. I remember thinking out loud, Really, dickhead? As I knew it was a spirit guide of mine that was dragging me away. My interactions with guides can be described as terse during most of my encounters, whether I see them or just feel their presence. I think they realize that's just how I am and accept it begrudgingly. After I was pulled completely out of the building, I did attempt to open the door to re-enter, but was denied access. Directly afterward, I re-entered my body, more violently than usual, most likely because I was being put there instead of returning naturally. Looking back at this experience, with the knowledge that I've since acquired, I believe that the building full of people was full of spirits of individuals that had either died recently or were in the process of dying slash crossing over. 
I think it was a type of safe space for the spirits of the recently dead or dying individuals. Most seemed young, maybe late teens to early 20s in age, in order to help them feel more comfortable when crossing over, akin to a transitional underworld. This thing happened about four years ago, and I can't for the life of me explain what I saw up to this day. People think I'm crazy when I tell it. If it only happened to me, then I could excuse it with, it was a dream, I saw wrong, but my sister saw the exact same thing. I used to live with my parents, in a fairly rural area, it was a small village in the woods, with around 100 inhabitants. Me and my sister were on our way home, and I was driving along the small country road that leads to the village where we lived. We were passing by a long, straight stretch of road. There are no houses along this part of the road, only woods. There's no intersections, nothing. There's only one small dirt road that you can turn off to, I'd barely noticed that road before, even though I drove past it probably a hundred times. There's no reason to notice it. I thought that the road probably led to a dead end where the timber trucks store their timber. I don't know what that would be called in English, but hopefully it still makes sense. Anyways, I see the van blinking to the left to turn on to the dirt road. I thought that was strange because I didn't even know that it was a road there. I drove by the road after the van had turned onto the road, but I stopped just like a hundred meters and started to turn my car around. My sister asked, What are you doing? Why are you turning around? And I said, I'm gonna look where that van was going. I'm kind of curious where that road leads. My sister was just like, Okay. I turn onto the road, and I start driving along it. The road was in very bad condition, so it was very bumpy and muddy. We drove for probably a kilometer down this very narrow road that looked like no one had ever used it. The grass was poking through the gravel. Me and my sister start to have this really strange feeling because we haven't seen the white van that we saw driving there. My sister looked really freaked out, so I said, Yeah, this road was longer than I thought. The van is probably gonna be by some cabin or something further down the road. I was also freaking out, but I tried to keep my cool. But after around 300 meters more, we can see a small turning point on the road, but no white van. My sister's freaking out and starts to yell, Where's the van? How was this possible? Where did it go? I was just speechless. My sister yells again, We need to leave now. This is freaking scary. I turn around and start driving back to the big road, and when I'm driving, I look around like crazy to try to find another road where the van could have turned off, whilst saying to my sister, There must be a logical explanation. A van can't simply disappear. There must be another road somewhere. 
maybe the car turned off to another road by the big road that we didn't see. She just had to drive faster because she wanted to leave this creepy road. When we got to the bigger road, I looked again if there was another road, and there wasn't. I looked every time I drove by after that day, but there really are no other roads along that stretch of road. Now, I'm still searching for a logical explanation, but I can't come up with one. We drove onto that road a few seconds after the van, and the road was too narrow to meet another car, so we would have seen if the van turned around and went back. And as I said, the road leads to a dead end, and it's surrounded by thick woods. No offshoots or anything. I still can't explain where the van went, and I've never seen that van driving again on the big road. Both myself and my sister saw this. We retold the story to each other many times, and it's the same every single time. We've tried to remember what the van's number plate said, but we really can't remember it. I kind of recall that it may not have had a rear license plate, but I'm not really sure. My sister thought that she remembered that it did have a number plate, and and she thought she remembered the first three letters, but she's also not sure. We've looked up the numbers she thought she saw, but no one matches with any white vans. Retelling this story gives me the chills. When I'm visiting my parents, I always speed up when I pass that dirt road. I've told this story many times, but usually people don't believe it. I've told my dad, and he's also driven down that dirt road to look, and he didn't see anything special with it. He said it's just a dirt road that leads to nothing. I don't know what to think. Am I missing something? How does a van just disappear like that? It makes no sense. So... I have a few kind of weird stories from my childhood. I used to, and sometimes still do, confuse dreams with reality, or mix things up. Maybe I'm searching for something when I'm awake, but I can't find it. So when I go to sleep, I search and find the thing while dreaming. And then I wake up and search in the same place I did when I was dreaming. And there it is, the thing I was searching for. I don't know if that's weird or normal. Anyways, I remember one time I was sleeping with my grandma in her room, and a lady came up to me to show me something in the backyard. I was scared of everything when I was little, but I still went with her. I don't know why. She looked nice. She had dark hair and a white flowy dress. Like fancy pajamas. She opened the door and we walked together. My grandma always, always closed the door at night. But then, something woke me up. My eyes were open, so it felt like I was snapping back into reality instead of waking up. Maybe I was sleeping with my eyes open. And the door... It was half open. Like I said, my grandma never left the door open at night. 
She even locked it sometimes because she was scared of ghosts. So when I wake up and see the door open, I got scared. It was almost 4am, so I stayed awake until everyone else woke up. I was playing with my friends out in the street. It was like 5pm, and then it started raining like crazy, and the sky got completely black. Everyone ran into their house, I got into mine, and it was completely alone. My family wasn't there. So I try to turn on all the lights, but the power's out. I'm freaking out because I'm scared of the dark and I feel uneasy. So I run to my grandma's room because it's the closest and has a lantern and candles. There was another room in the back of the house that I hated because it scared the crap out of me. So when I get to my grandma's room, I try to open the door, but it won't open. It's like it's locked from the inside but there's no one home. I keep trying and trying to stay calm, but it's not working. I then start crying and panicking while trying to open the door, and I push it with all of my strength, but still nothing. So while crying and frantically trying to open the damn door, I start saying, please, please open, please, and then, boom, it's like I haven't been trying for ten minutes straight. I get in, I find a lantern, and I barricade myself until my family arrives one hour later. I have a few more stories and dream-related stuff. Maybe I'm just too sensitive? I don't know. Has anyone had anything similar like these happen to them? Also, I was around seven or eight at the time. I've made other posts about some of my paranormal experiences, but this is the most frightening thing that I've ever seen. This happened when I was about seven. The year would have been around 2003. We lived in an apartment at the time, and I was asleep in my room. I woke up, and I walked out into the hallway to go downstairs, but I stopped because I saw my parents and my little sister sitting in my parents' room beside their bed. The way their room was set up, the foot of the bed was in front of their doorway, so I was facing them. They were all sitting straight up against the headboard with their legs out on the bed, and when they saw me, they didn't speak, but they started frantically waving at me to come into the room like they were really excited. They had huge smiles. I started to run into the room to see what was going on and why they were so excited, but as soon as I hit the doorway, I felt dread. That was the first time in my life I had experienced that kind of fear. I stood in the doorway watching them, just too horrified to move. They stopped waving and their smiles kept getting bigger and started to look very exaggerated and unnatural. Their eyes turned solid black like holes in their faces, and then they started getting up without changing their expression or turning their faces from me. The dad doppelganger stood up from the bed and stared to walk toward me while the sister and mom leaned forward and started to crawl down the bed. 
Their movements almost looked mechanical. It was very inhuman. I watched until the dad had made it around to the foot of the bed, and the mom and sister were starting to step onto the floor. Then I ran out of the room and downstairs. My mom and sister were in the living room, but my dad wasn't even home. I told my mom what I saw, and she said it was just a dream. I was so afraid that I just tried to forget about it, but I've never been able to. I'm pretty positive it was not a dream because I can remember waking up, getting out of bed, leaving my room, and before seeing it. I've had other experiences, even psychic phenomena, but this is the only thing that's ever felt absolutely evil. As an adult, I occasionally have sleep paralysis and even dream loops that can get pretty scary, but I wasn't a kid who had a lot of nightmares, and that's the only time I can recall ever acting like that over something. I asked my mom about it a while back, and she said she remembered me crying over it and being really upset and insisting that it wasn't a dream. I'm not sure if these things would be considered doppelgangers or some sort of mimic energy, and I have no idea why they were there or why I saw them. This happened to me a few weeks ago, and I tried posting this to r slash paranormal right after, but it kept getting removed by the auto mod. I just found this sub, so I'll try it here. I'm 29, male, and I live in a house by myself, except my girlfriend stays over most nights. I'm currently working from home, but I work the night shift so I'm working every night until 2.30 in the morning. It was 1.20am, I was just sitting on the couch in my living room. My girlfriend had gone to bed 30 minutes prior. From my spot in the living room, I can see down the hall and I have a clear view of my bedroom doorway. The bathroom is opposite of the bedroom, but I can't see it from my position. As I was working, in silence with no TV on or anything. I see and hear my girlfriend come out of the bedroom and walk across the hall to the bathroom. I don't see the light flick on or hear the door close. I don't think much of it. We're pretty comfortable with each other, and I figured she's probably just too croggy to care, and she had to go. I don't hear her going, but instead just keep hearing footsteps like she was walking around in the bathroom, along with a bunch of noise, like she was in the drawers or the cabinets, and loudly going through things. I still didn't think it was too strange. Maybe she was looking for something. But I just kept watching the hallway to see when she came out and maybe ask her what she was doing. I waited and waited, but she didn't come out. I would hear footsteps and or her going through things, and they would pause for a moment, and then it would happen again. This went on for a few minutes before I decided I was just going to get up and see what was going on. I walked across the room, but right before I got to the bathroom, the noises stopped. 
I looked in. I turned on the light, and there was no one there. I turned around and peeked into the bedroom, and my girlfriend was lying in bed fast asleep. I was so dumbfounded that I just stood there for a minute and didn't move. I asked her the next day if she ever got up to go to the bathroom. She said no. I told her about my story, and she had no explanation. And neither do I. This is the strangest and most unexplainable thing that I've ever experienced. If it was just seeing something move in the corner of my eye or hearing one noise, I could write it off as my mind playing tricks on me, or something else. But I saw this clearly, and the noises lasted for several minutes. There is a monster inside my head. That sounds insane, doesn't it? Well, you'll find it unsurprising then that I often question my own sanity. Please, hear me out though. This thing is very real. About a decade ago, everything was different for me. I was happy and productive youth who was filled with dreams, but... Something terrible happened shortly after I turned 18. I won't get into that story, as I've learned that some subjects are best left not discussed. But after the event is when the monster found me. My anguish had attracted it. In the beginning, its presence was hardly noticeable. Typically, I would write off the occasional distressing thought it brought into my mind but eventually it became evident that something awful was amidst. I was confused at first, but after a while I gained some clarity and my confusion grew into fear. This thing, this monster, had been making me act differently. I no longer felt passion for what I used to enjoy. I had also grown to despise myself. Nothing I did, or created felt good enough to me. In my eyes, I was a disgrace. Bridges I wanted to remain intact were set ablaze, leaving me isolated from those I had once been so close to. At night, its voice becomes louder. It fills my head with woeful thoughts and sours joyful memories. In fact, everything it touches bleeds its light. It leaves nothing left to shimmer. Trying to get rid of the monster only brings a greater amount of misery. My last attempt set it into a rage and I was rendered useless. My perception of life became more and more grim until I fell out of love with it completely. As time passes, I've come to accept my predicament for what it is. I'll be stuck with this atrocity for the rest of my life. With that said, that does not mean that I will stop fighting against it for I know it longs for my surrender, and I refuse to give it any satisfaction. So there you go. There were seven true, terrifying stories. Some of these were genuinely creepy as hell. Um... Honestly, this is just one of those really good grab bag mix of stories for me. 
Uh, I really hope you guys did enjoy this, and thank you to everyone who got to this point and listened to the video. Thank you to everyone who submitted their stories, and thank you to everyone who let me read their stories from Reddit. And, of course, thank you to you. You, specifically. Yes, you listening. I, I am... I am seeing the future, and I can tell that you are listening to me talk, and I'm thanking you for it. This is not a pre-recorded message. This is uh, this is happening right here and now. Don't listen to this video a second time and get here, because it'll say the same thing, which will be really weird. You're going to cause this weird time continuum shift and really throw things off. Just don't do it. You can listen to the video a second time, but stop before the outro. Otherwise, you're just going to just destroy reality as we know it. So, anyways... If you did enjoy this, please hit that thumbs up button, hit the subscribe button and the bell icon next to it. Also, let me know in the comments what you thought, which one was your favorite, if you had a favorite. If not, you know, just uh, leave me a comment telling me, I don't know, what color your Among Us character is. I don't know. I got nothing here at this point. Anyways, um, yeah, I hope, you're, I hope you did enjoy it. And like I said, if you did, leave a comment letting me know what you thought. Uh, subscribe, bell icon, thumbs up. What am I forgetting? Oh. You can support over Patreon, Coffee, or channel memberships. All of it optional. All of it greatly appreciated. You can also follow me on my social media platforms. That's the one I forgot. There we go. And, yeah, all that stuff. Anyways, I'm going to stop rambling and talking about stuff that doesn't make any sense. I've gone on for almost two minutes, and that's two minutes too long. So I'll see you all in the next video. But until then, sleep well.